Hey, welcome to night school. You know, an interesting question is, what is a celebrity? <laughs> I can see that question going in all kinds of terrible places. What is a celebrity? Uh, but really, what is a celebrity? And I think the most basic definition, you know, it's, it's a relative... Celebrity is very relative in the sense that a celebrity is basically somebody who you know who they are, but they don't know who you are. And so there's that imbalance there. There's an imbalance of awareness. That's what creates the idea of a celebrity. And obviously there are some people who are just pure celebrities where no matter what, you know who they are because they've achieved a level of fame They've carved out such a deep notch in the cultural consciousness that even if you don't watch TV, even if you don't read the papers, uh, you will know who they are just through some process of osmosis. And those people are the pure celebrities who, you know, they've been turned into statues and you can't help but notice them at some point. And if you try to to deny that, you're trying too hard. It's that thing where somebody says, I don't even know who that is. I don't watch TV. And sometimes you don't. I mean, I don't know who a lot of people are, especially in you know popular music, new actors. I don't watch movies. I haven't seen very many new movies in you know 15 years. So I, I honestly don't know who new actors are. And I've been accused before when someone mentions a, a certain celebrity, and I'll say I don't know who they are. Uh, they think that I'm playing that game where, where I'm pretending to not know, where I'm pretending that I'm not aware. And that's a weird thing, too, because, you know, if I'm using the definition of celebrity that is somebody that I'm aware of or that we are aware of who is not aware of me or us, and that might be a better way to put it, rather than making it personal, I think defining a celebrity in terms of the public is better, where the public knows who they are, but they don't, they don't know the public on an individual level. We know who they are. They don't know who we are. Uh, but, you know, and that's the, the strange thing, though, is, is that it is this imbalance of awareness. And when you, as a member of the public, tell another member of the public that you don't know who a celebrity is, they either think you're lying to seem more... You know, like, like uh, that's not important to me. I, they think you're lying to make yourself seem cooler or better somehow. And people do do that. That's the thing, is people do pretend to not know about aspects of pop culture, including, like, shows, music, celebrities, because it's a weird... Uh, I don't even know what that is. I would have to really think about why people do that. Because it's not out of survival, but I guess it's a desire to, you know, it is an ego thing for sure. It is a, a way of making yourself seem cooler. You know, in the same way that knowing about things that other people don't know about, and you see that in music, in underground music, in different niche interests, in books, everything. Like the idea that, oh, I'm into this thing that nobody else is into, and that gives it more weight for me. I'm into something that the, the people, the public, hasn't discovered, and that makes it somehow better, and that makes me better. It's sort of the opposite effect in denying awareness of things that everybody knows. 
but people sometimes just don't. Like, I don't know the names of these new actors. I wouldn't be able to tell you. I just wouldn't be able to tell you because I haven't paid attention. Um, so, you know, it is this weird thing, though, with celebrity where it's this imbalance of awareness. But you see that even among celebrities. Like, I've listened to podcasts and interviews with famous people where they talk about not knowing whether a famous person knows who they are and meeting that famous person. And they're both famous people. They're both what we would call celebrities. And, you know, the person who thinks of themselves as a lesser celebrity is shocked that a celebrity, another celebrity, a bigger celebrity, a celebrity who's been <clears throat> bigger for a longer amount of time, they're shocked that that person knows who they are. And so you see, even within the world of so-called celebrities, there's this imbalance of awareness. And the idea is that the more famous you are, the less likely you are to know people who aren't as famous as you. And that makes me think, it's funny, I, I'd heard something a few years ago about, there's some, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a disorder, and I don't even know if it's real, um, but apparently you can't remember people's faces, and you basically, you meet people, but your brain doesn't really process their face, and you don't remember it. And I, I had heard a few years ago that Brad Pitt has this, where Brad Pitt meets people and he can't remember who they are later, and I was like, that's the ultimate convenient... You know, Brad Pitt probably doesn't have the real disorder, it's just a very convenient way of explaining why he can't remember all of the people who come up to him all of the people he's not aware of. You know, because if you are famous and you're meeting that many people, that's a lot of faces to remember. But you do hear stories, you know, of celebrities remembering specific fans, like someone will have met a celebrity or somebody they admire. It doesn't have to be somebody really famous. It could just be somebody who created something. It could be a, you know, a creative person. They wrote a book. They, you know, made music. Someone will meet them at a convention or something, and then later they will meet them again, and the celebrity's like, oh, yeah, you're the guy who uh, who told me about uh, the new barbecue he, he created. The, the new, uh, <laughs> you're the guy who told me about how you just set up a new barbecue uh, you, you bought at Costco. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't think of anything. But, you know, sometimes it's, it's people are just shocked that that person knows who they are. But as I was saying, that even happens among celebrities, where within the hierarchy of celebrity, there's also this imbalance of awareness or this perceived imbalance where, you know, it's like, oh, I couldn't believe that that guy knew who I was. I couldn't believe he'd watched my show. I grew up watching his show, and I found out he watches my TV show. And it happens, you know, so you see where that imbalance, it never really ends. And there is this insecurity in that where you think you admire this person. And even if you don't admire them individually, there is this admiration we have for the simple phenomenon that is celebrity. And you see that with people. I mean, there's a thing where people will complain or they'll talk shit about a famous person and then they meet them and they gush. Uh, which isn't entirely unlike, you know, somebody who's just like, God, you know, God doesn't, uh, God just gives me a hard time. God's made my life difficult. And then something good happens and it's just like, oh my God, God is amazing. You know, people are kind of like that with celebrities where 
they'll put so much focus on somebody. And there's something to that, too, where it's like when if you feel the need to criticize or talk shit about a person who doesn't even know you exist, you are like a a cat hair away from how do you like that a cat hair you're a cat hair away from kneeling down and worshiping them if you are if you are criticizing and hating on somebody who doesn't even know you exist you are a cat hair away from kneeling down and worshiping them and vice versa if you are kneeling down and worshiping somebody you're a dog hair away from you know you know just turning around and, and just snarling and, and talking about how terrible that person is. And, you know, all of this, you know, goes around, you know, getting away from the idea of celebrity. It, it boils down to what goes on in schools, too, the idea of the popular crowd. Because what are the popular, what's, what's the so-called popular crowd in a high school? And I think the popular crowd is part mythology. I mean, there is something to it. There are people who have a lot of friends and exist in this place where they're kind of, uh, they're doing all the right things in terms of uh, they like the right things. They uh, are doing the things that makes, you know, it, it, there's a reason why that's associated with like sports and, you know, parties and having taste in certain things, you know, but, but it's not that, I don't think popularity is truly measurable. People think that it's this just, it's this category that we can easily define. And I think it does exist, but I think the idea of the popular crowd is also part mythology. But what is the popular crowd in a high school? It's mythological. No, what is it? It's basically the celebrity imbalance as well. It's the imbalance of awareness where you know who the popular kids are, you think they don't know who you are. And something that I realized, and I was never, you know, I was not part of the so-called popular crowd, however you want to categorize that, uh, but neither was I like, you know, sticking my face in the corner. Uh, but something I noticed, especially toward the end of high school, around the time of graduation, was that everybody was aware of so many more people than they would otherwise acknowledge. And after you graduate and you run into people at bars, not that I really had this experience, but I've heard about it, but when people when people are townies and they run into each other at bars, they know exactly who they are. They all have their fucking yearbooks that they looked through. You see somebody's face every day. You have classes with people every day. They do roll call. They do presentations. People know who each other are, you know. Uh, in school, when you spend that much time with other people, even if you're in these different social crowds and one social crowd is more elevated than the other which is real. I mean, that might be a better way of thinking about, you know, popularity. It's like there is this elevation to somebody who's part of a popular crowd, so, to, you know. Um, uh, but the popular crowd is much more aware of other people than they would ever let on. And that's sort of what makes them the popular crowd, is pretending not to know. It's kind of like how in school, it's cool to not know the answer to questions that you know the answer to when the teacher asks them. For whatever reason, and it, it comes across, and it, it always felt this way to me, very animalistic, not showing your cards. 
And the reason was if you answer the teacher's question, you're going to be the teacher's pet. You're going to be a nerd. You're a snitch in some weird way. I don't know what you're snitching by answering a math question, you know, or I don't know what it is, but there is something kind of protective. You're protecting something. And other people, other kids, they think that you're somehow betraying some sort of kid code. The kid code. You're betraying the kid code when you raise your hand or when the teacher calls on you and you know the answer uh, or you volunteer the answer. It's sort of the same thing with our ability to recognize people. And I, I think that oftentimes people, especially growing up, will pretend not to know somebody not even just to elevate themselves into this pseudo-celebrity sort of status, they'll pretend not to know somebody because they are just terrified that that person doesn't know who they are or will pretend to not know who they are. So it is about this imbalance of awareness. So in doing that, that kid in school will create that imbalance because they are so afraid of that imbalance being the reverse, they are so f afraid of that imbalance making them the public and the other person the celebrity that they will pretend to be the celebrity and that the other person is the public, if that makes sense. Uh, they, they will not admit to knowing somebody's name who they know because they are so afraid of that other person not knowing who they are. And that fear, you know, rules this whole situation and... Uh, with celebrities, you know, actual, you know, famous people uh, out in the world, people who are truly on the public stage, those people, you know, there's no expectation that they may know who you are if you're just a person who watches movies. There's no expectation that that person is going to know who you are. But you see where that translates into this celebrity world where everybody's a celebrity who's hanging out at these after parties or whatever, and... It goes back to, you know, being in school again where it's like, oh, uh, I hope they know who I am because I know who they are. And if they don't know who I am, that means that I'm somehow on a lower tier. And so when that person does know who they are, it's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. They knew who I was. They'd seen my movies, too. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's funny how all of this boils down to awareness, and as I've mentioned on this show before, I consider awareness the fundamental property of intelligence. I don't think there's any other way to really measure intelligence. So for me, it's just simple awareness. Intelligence is simple awareness. It's, you know, whether you know what's going on, whether you recognize what's happening what's going on around you, who is there, what is there, that to me is the most basic form of intelligence. And it's what you see with Adam and Eve where when they become self-aware, it changes everything. And what it changes is it, it, it turns them into you know these intellectual beings, whereas before they were operating in this almost blissful animalistic state. They were just one with everything. And then awareness is what takes them out of that, being aware. And I don't think awareness should be seen as a bad thing, even though it did take Adam and Eve out of their 
natural state uh, because awareness is survival. It really is. Awareness is survival. Without awareness, you're gone. And we, of course, lose our awareness. You know, we or I would say we mask it. We hide it. And it's, it's what I was talking about of not answering questions when we know the answer because we don't want to be perceived as uncool or pretending not to know who someone is because we are terrified of them not knowing who we are. We mask our awareness and we hide it and we become convinced that it isn't there. You know, we make ourselves seem stupid even though we're not. And, uh, you know, I don't know why we need to keep doing that. I don't think survival depends on it. It's become this sort of code that we follow. But if you see awareness as, you know, the most basic form of intelligence, one, I think it'll give you a better opinion of people. It'll make you do what I just did and say, like, why do people still need to do that? Why do people still need to mask their awareness? Especially now, because with technology being what it is, with social media being as pervasive as it is, we are aware of so much more. And as I've said before, you know, the stars have been brought down a little lower. And by stars, you know, the celebrities. Because of social media, because of celebrities directly interacting with their fans and seeing what their fans say, not just to them, but in general, they have come down a little bit lower, and maybe the people have gotten a little bit higher. But because of technology, people are aware of each other at a level that they were previously incapable of. You know, you see people and, and what they say and what they think. You see their photos at a rate that is just completely unparalleled. And the platforms for doing that are public. You know, you can create media. You can create content, as they say. Content. Uh, you can do all of these things very easily. Poor people can do it. Poor people do it. And those people can achieve celebrity very quickly. And they do. Uh, kids from YouTube have done it. Uh, you know, it, it happens all the time now. And then those people are known to celebrities. I mean, I've heard celebrities on shows talking about YouTube kids that I've never heard of. And not because I'm pretending not to know who they are, I just haven't heard of them. But you'll hear actual celebrities be like, oh yeah, this kid bought a multi-million dollar house, this YouTube star. And they're aware of that kid who got famous completely on his own, but he's famous now. And so you see where just the path to celebrity has gotten uh, more accessible. And uh, But also, even if you're not on that path, even if you aren't a celebrity celebrities can be exposed to you much easier in the same way that you can be uh, exposed to them. They can become aware of you at a rate that was impossible before. On a level that was impossible. But that, that awareness is in all of this. It's, it comes down to who is aware of who. And that is... That is what celebrity depends on. You know, it's not about just fame. It's not about money. It's not about whether somebody has, you know, a, whether their profession is 
performance, you know, or, or something that is considered, you know, entertainment. It's, it's not one thing or another. It seems to all boil down to awareness for me. It's how many people are aware of you. And that does open the question where does a celebrity need to be is there a ratio to it? And this is going to get kind of stupid and weird, and I probably won't go anywhere with this thought, but it does make me think, is there some kind of ratio? Is is there a required ratio that makes somebody a celebrity or makes someone popular in school? Is there a, a necessary ratio behind that? Like, do more people need to be aware of a celebrity than the celebrity is aware of people, other people? in order for that person to be a celebrity? Just like with a popular kid. Do more kids in the school need to know who that popular kid is than that popular kid it than that popular kid knows who other people are? You know, is there some sort of ratio that creates that status? And there might be. I mean that might be why people pretend to not know who people are or pretend to not know things. You know, they might be trying to either create that ratio or preserve it, maintain it. Brad Pitt's just maintaining his celebrity ratio when he pretends to not remember faces, which is the ultimate, like, if I was a celebrity, I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I have this disease that makes it so I don't remember who people are. That would make it so easy to go about your day where, like, there's tons of people who, like, they've been telling people how they met you ever since they met you. It was six months ago today. It was ten years ago today I met Brad Pitt. Next time I see him, uh, that's going to make him a little more approachable. And I'll say, hey, remember when you met me ten years ago yesterday? And then if you're Brad Pitt, you can just say, oh, I, I have a disease and I don't remember people. I have a disease where I don't recognize faces, which makes it really convenient because I'm a celebrity. <laughs> and I don't want to talk to that many people. I don't want to be bugged. I don't want to remember you because I have to preserve my celebrity ratio. Got to preserve my celebrity ratio. You know, that's that's my Brad Pitt impression. That's a really good impression. Got to preserve my celebrity ratio. Brad Pitt rips off a mask. He looks like something you never would have imagined. He looks like an entity you never would have imagined. And he sounds just like this. It's like some like men in black character, like an alien living inside uh, someone's head. But that alien is actually just a human. I don't know. Just a human preserving its ratio. But, that, you know, it is a thing. Is there a ratio that... Uh, does celebrity status require some ratio of awareness? Because, uh, you know, there's also this idea that it's like, it's kind of weird when you see a celebrity who is a fan of something. When a celebrity, you know, is just like, oh, I'm a huge fan of this. And uh, they, it, all, it almost doesn't seem real. Like, if you've ever seen a celebrity in, a, in an interview like gush about another actor or a band or something else they're really into and it's almost like they're lying or it's almost like they're trying to appear humble they're like I'm just a fan of stuff too and they probably are you know they are we all are 
But it's funny because like I always like have this skepticism where I'm like, oh, this is where they act like they're one of us. This is where they act like, oh, you know, they're just, it's all relative. And, you know, in the same way that we put uh, this guy up on a pedestal, he puts this up on a pedestal. Or he's, you know, he's a fanboy for this. And there's always this little, you know, seed of skepticism that I feel when I see that. And I feel like I shouldn't feel that way. You know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be skeptical or cynical of that. But when someone is in that position, you do wonder how much of what they say and do is strategic. Because we all see, there's even though we put celebrities on this pedestal, we have this tendency to not see them as real people. And and even when they're supposedly being themselves, we question that. Like we see them on talk shows, we see them give interviews, and it's very easy to tell when it's just another act, when they're trying to present a certain image, which of course is what we all do, and that's, you know, are they really any different? Are celebrities really any different? Um, is the thing that they're trying to preserve any different than the thing that we're trying to preserve in our daily lives, given that we do some of the same things? You know, given that the popular kids, you know, use some of the same strategies to maintain, you know, that air of popularity. You know, is that, are we really any different from them in that way? And the fact that we have these strategies to try to like preserve our image and, and our ego and, uh, you know, so, you know, what it all boils down to, to me, is is the only real difference, you know, this imbalance of awareness, this ratio. And, of course, you can't measure it, just like you can't measure what is celebrity. I mean, is it platinum records? I mean, it's, a, it's such a relative game when you try to measure that. And, I mean, you can obsess over the singer of a local bar band and turn them into... A, a local celebrity for you and you only. I mean, you have the option of doing that, and people do it. You have the option of putting anyone on a pedestal. And I mean, that's part of like what having a crush is. I mean, especially early on, when you have a crush in school, that crush becomes almost like a celebrity. You almost treat them that way. And when your crush knows who you are, or when your crush likes you back... It's almost the same form of, of this. It's almost the same relationship as like you and the celebrity or, you know, it's, it's this awareness situation where, you know, oh, I have such a crush on, uh, on Brittany. And she doesn't even know who I am, which is a, like a teenage dirtbag lyric, man. <laughs> which is, there's a, you know, there's a song about that. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's a... It's the idea that, like, oh, I have a crush on this girl in my school, and she's popular, and she doesn't know who I am. But I found out she does. She has to sign my yearbook. I'm in the money now. She knows who I am. You know, it's, it all comes down to this game of awareness. And uh, one step above awareness is, you know, whether they like you back. Oh, she's aware of me, so now what? <laughs> that's always been my best pickup line is so you're aware of me we've established that you're aware of me now what now that you're aware of me now what 
Do you like me back? So that's the next step, is once you know they're aware of you, do they like what you do? Do they like who you are? And that's, I imagine that's what happens with celebrities, you know, at parties, at those celebrity parties where it's like, oh, this celebrity knows who I am, but do they like me? And sometimes the, the people that we acknowledge, when we acknowledge that we know who somebody is, that itself is a form of approval. Because as I mentioned before, people will pretend to not know people because they're either unsure of them or they don't really, uh, it, for whatever reason, people will pretend to not know each other. Maybe because they think that they, they can't get anything out of acknowledging that they know that person. And so there is this self-serving aspect of it, you know. I don't know. Um, like, will I get any social credit? Will I get any social credibility? Can I turn this awareness into some sort of social currency if I acknowledge that I know a person? And maybe nobody thinks this way. Maybe I'm just making all this up. Maybe this is all in my head. But I do think awareness is the most basic form of currency that we have, and it's something that we all have. And that's why all these different ways that we measure intelligence, you know, you know, oh, all these stupid people voted Republican, all these stupid liberals. You know, we have all these ways of measuring intelligence in other people, and we're not really doing much measuring. It's, it's very inaccurate. Uh, but we have all these ways that we think we're measuring intelligence in other people. And the reason why I don't think people are fundamentally stupid is because people are fundamentally aware, even if they're trying to hide it, even if they're trying to mask it, people are so much more aware than even they realize. And that's where, you know, in Buddhism, the fundamental uh, relationship to everything is through awareness, and in Buddhism as well, they teach you that that is something you are born with. You are born aware. You are born a baby looking around, observing, taking things in as they are. Because that's what awareness is. It is taking things in as they are with no strategy. There is no strategy behind pure awareness. There are no politics to pure awareness. But we develop those strategies and we develop those politics and we develop these ratios. Brad Pitt developed these ratios. Hey, have you heard of the Brad Pitt ratio? It means that for every one person you're aware of, two million people have to be unaware of. You have to be unaware of two million people for every person that you're aware of. Otherwise, you lose your celebrity status. Um, but... uh. <laughs> I've forgotten more people than I've ever met. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's that sort of thing where we've developed these complicated ways of distorting and manipulating our awareness and gauging the awareness of others as some act of, of self-preservation and survival when true survival depends on just pure awareness and simply taking things as they are for what they are and realizing, you know, that 
they aren't even necessarily those things either. Not to get not to wander too high out into the weeds here, but that's the other aspect of pure awareness is it's not that you recognize everything for what it is so that you can define it. Because in doing that, in recognize everything for what it is, everything kind of loses its definition. And you no longer need to strategize or overcomplicate what it is. If you know the answer, you can say it. You know, but you don't have to weigh the pros and cons in your brain or worry about what other people are thinking. Worry about other people's awareness. You don't have to worry about that. You know, when you are in a state of pure awareness, you don't have to worry about all of those things because they don't even exist. And think about that. If you are experiencing a pure state of awareness, all these other things don't exist. So what the fuck are they? What are the, they're these, we've created these institutions out of nothing. And I've used the example before of like, you know, in your house, you might one day like come home and like put a pile of magazines on, on the counter. They're, uh, what do you call it? Uh, junk mail. What do you call it? Uh, I don't even know the term. I'm not even aware of the term junk mail. What's junk mail? I don't even know what junk mail is. I don't get junk mail. Uh, no, but you might come home uh, with, with a pile of junk mail and you put it on the counter off to the side and the next time you have junk mail, you might put more junk mail there. And after a couple months, that becomes your junk mail pile. Your junk mail pile. And what ends up happening is that becomes an institution. You know, you have a stack of junk mail there and that happens all throughout your house, all throughout your mind. How do you like that jump? It goes all throughout your house and then all throughout your mind. But yeah, you do create these institutions out of things, and you think they are just how it is. And you don't realize that, oh, one day you set a pile of junk mail there, and then that led you to putting another pile there, and then that just became your junk mile, junk mile, your junk pile, I don't even know what I'm saying, <laughs> junk mail pile. Have you met my son, Junk Mail Pile? Um, oh, excuse me, it's my daughter. Junk Mail Pile. <laughs> How come we don't insult people like that? Like, listen to me, you, you're a fucking pile of junk mail. Oh, you're going to cut in line in front of me at the grocery store? Well, you're just a pile of junk mail. Oh, you, oh Brad Pitt. Hey, oh, hi, Mr. Brad Pitt. I met you 10 years ago at, at, uh, you were getting a sandwich at Quiznos. I met you 10 years ago, Brad Pitt, and you don't remember me now? You don't remember talking to me? You don't remember me talking to you about my dog? Well, you're just a junk mutt, pale mutt. I can't even say it. It's, it's hard to say. It's a tongue twister. Junk male pile. Why is that such a tongue twister? Um, but anyway... Uh, you know, we create these institutions out of things, and you do that in your brain as well, and that piles on top of your state of pure awareness. And you think it's something that you have to go to classes about to 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 find. You like we're constantly like searching for that pure state again, and it's it's why people are so hungry in many cases where. They want somebody to teach it to them. They want somebody to teach them how to be aware again. 
how to exist in a pure state of awareness where they're seeing things simply as they are. And in seeing things simply as they are, those things lose some of their definition or what we think the definition is, because that's exactly the same thing as creating these institutions. It's the pile of junk mail that becomes an institution in your household. It's the pattern of thought that you, you know, keep feeding, and that becomes an institution. You think that's just the way it is. It's these strategies that you create for managing your awareness, and you think it's your survival. You think it. You think your survival depends on it, your social survival at the very least, but you don't realize that you're protecting nothing. You're just throwing shit on top of your basic, pristine state of awareness that you were born with. And you go to classes to get somebody to clear that. You read books to try to, you know, clear that off, to try to swipe that junk mail off the counter. And you don't necessarily need that, although that can be helpful. I mean, here I am talking about it. Here I am telling people about it uh, and pretending that what I'm saying right now isn't just some other pile of junk mail. I mean, this show, my goal with this show is to basically create verbal junk mail. All of this comes down to junk mail. A pile of junk mail. That's who I am. That's what my brain is. That's what this show is. But it's aware. It's a pile of junk mail that's aware of its surroundings. It's aware that it's junk mail, and it's aware of everything around it. But, you know, we do, we're constantly searching for somebody who can help us, somebody who can give us the right code that'll just burn that junk mail up when really it just comes down to remembering that there was a fucking counter there and you set something down on it. Um, but uh, an imbalance of awareness, I think that's something to be aware of. And to be aware of how that plays on your insecurities and how we accept that. We accept that imbalance of awareness when somebody has been designated a celebrity, when they have been defined as a celebrity for us. We don't worry about the fact that Brad Pitt can't remember our name. But it's good to remember that that definition, that celebrity status, is itself a form of junk mail. That itself is a pile of junk mail that's been institutionalized. And if anybody ever needed evidence that I'm crazy, if anybody ever wanted to commit me, they would just be like, he said the phrase, celebrities are a pile of junk mail that has been institutionalized, and that's why Brad Pitt can't remember your name. He's cuckoo. Uh, but, you know, that is something you have to remember, and then if you, can, if you can understand that, if you can understand that, you know, the definition of a celebrity is this pile of junk mail that's been created, that has been institutionalized, and developed this code or this set of rules that you accept, you can also realize that about everything else. And uh, people already do it when they graduate high school. I mean, it's a common, 
I don't know if I want to call it an epiphany or realization, but when people leave high school, they're like, oh, yeah, all that stuff that I cared about in high school don't matter. All, the whole popularity contest in high school didn't matter. But college, I better go to all the right parties in college. High school don't matter, but now I'm in college, and that's what matters. Oh, I graduated college. Oh, all those college parties, they were fun, but they didn't matter. Being in the right fraternity didn't matter. But uh, now that I'm at a job, now that I got a jab, uh, I, uh, I got to make the right jokes. I got to impress the right people. You know, so you can just, you know, it's, it's one, you know, through the different phases of your life, there's a tendency to look back at the previous phase and be like, oh, I realize how silly it is now. I realize how silly it was. I realize how silly the popularity contest of high school was just something that I created in my head and that we all created in our heads and we turned that into an institution uh, and, and constantly strategized and overcomplicated our lives with this idea that was just a pile of junk mail that somebody sat down, you know, they sat down on the counter one day. Uh, you know, you, you realize that, but then you go on to the next phase of your life and the same thing continues to play out. And then if you start to feel really shitty and you become self-aware enough, you go, okay, how can I clear this clutter? Oh, I know. I'm going to go to this retreat. I'm going to read this self-help book. And that stuff's great, you know? I mean, like, people get down on self-help they get down on these new agey cliches and they think it's all snake oil, but there's, there are so many common themes in those things. I, I don't read self-help books. I occasionally glimpse at them just cause it's nice to kind of get out of your comfort zone, but there's a reason why common themes are in all of those things. And there's a reason why the people that you think are snake oil salesmen New age, the new age self-help guru, there's a reason why a lot of what they say is true. You may not want to hear it from them, but they've taken it from somebody else who maybe you did want to hear it from, maybe you do want to hear it from. But the point is, is that when people seek that stuff out, when they seek spirituality out, when they seek philosophy out, when they want something to change in their life... What they really want is to return to that state of pure awareness again, which is already there. It's a weird situation where it's not something you can learn. You want access to it, and you don't even realize that. You think that it's something that you have to learn again. You think that it's something that you have to add to your life, whereas it's really stuff that you have to take away. It's stuff that got added to that essential state over time and it's really about knocking the other stuff away it's really about clearing the junk mail and then you end up creating a whole new pile of junk mail by seeking out some guru or, or seeking out some uh, author and and like I said that stuff can be very helpful and often is but you don't want to form an institution out of that either because that's another form of the celebrity relationship is the teacher, is the person that you're getting information from and is so important to you, and you're just another student or someone they don't even know. And so you see where that ratio exists again. And you see that where somebody's like, my life has been saved or changed. 
ever since I read this book, ever since I listened to this uh, motivational speaker. But you end up in this fixed relationship with that speaker or with that author, with that guru, where it's more about them saving you or them teaching you than it is about you realizing that there was an essential state that you already had. There was a basic pure awareness that you already had. And while someone can help you clear that clutter, they didn't do it for you. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't convince yourself that you need somebody else to do that. Because when you convince yourself that you need somebody else to do that, you just become attached to a whole new pile of junk. And uh, so reaching that pure awareness, and, and it, you know, it's, it's beyond strategy. It's beyond all of these things that we are continually trying to do just to get back to something that we already have. And be aware of that imbalance. And, and don't be afraid to be aware of anything. Because when you're aware of anything and aware of everything, those things become somehow less important but also more important. <laughs> they, the, the defin I think a, a more eloquent way of putting that would be the definitions of those things become less important, but the actual essence of what you are aware of becomes that much more important because it all be, it becomes interconnected and the separation between those things is no longer as you know, things become less fenced in and that goes for your relationships that goes for the things that you pay attention to you're no longer you know worried about a ratio you're no longer worried about somebody else's status you're no longer the public. They're no longer a celebrity. You're no longer being taught. You know, you simply have what you need in any given moment. And that is the purest form of awareness, is to have what you need in any given moment. And that is survival. And it's survival without strategy. And that is intelligence. That is awareness. That is what intelligence boils back down to. That's what it means, in my opinion, to be smart. If you even need to define it that way. This land is mine God gave this land to me This brave, this golden land to me And when the morning sun Reveals her hills and plains I see a land 
where children 